0: Your host is Gina Gardner, a number one best-selling author whose whole life has been about supporting people to achieve personal empowerment, helping people just like you recognize that they can. Six top checks to be sure you are in a relationship with the right person. Finding lasting love with the right person is high on most people's wish list. Finding your ideal partner is just the first challenge. Knowing whether are a keeper or one to leave before they do any damage is the second. And if that wasn't difficult enough, the third and longest challenge is how to maintain a loving, interdependent relationship over time and through the many significant challenges of daily living that a long partnership will bring. How is it that so many people seem to get it wrong? Why do so many relationships appear to be great at the start but deteriorate, often quite quickly, into something which at best is disappointing and at worst, destructive and toxic. I've worked with many people in every stage of the relationship game. Those who yearn for love and who are lonely. Those in the first flush of a relationship where there are high levels of attraction and hormones and lots of unresolved issues those facing a breakup or dealing with a painful parting and the challenge of getting their lives together again. Those who are struggling to make their relationship work who love one another but are finding communication or something else a challenge and of those who have created a wonderful relationship over years but face a life without their other half through bereavement. Through my work helping people to create manage and maintain loving relationships I've identified six key ingredients which have been universally present in great loving lasting relationships and at least one of them has been an issue where relationships have had difficulties so my six key ingredients to a lasting loving relationship they're not in any order of priority as it's the cumulative effect which makes the relationship so powerful and successful The first is that when you're with your partner, you are the best version of you. Your partner helps bring the best out in you. They want the best for you. They believe in you and they boost your confidence. They never put you down, belittle you or make you feel small. They are your most loyal supporter, ready to encourage and support. And at the same time, keep you grounded and realistic. You value their opinion and take it into account, but know that your opinion counts too. You have equal status within the relationship, and even though you both have different strengths and weaknesses, you each add value to the other. Just think about the way your partner talks to you, their tone, whether they make you feel good about yourself. Do they listen to what you have to say with interest? Of course, you need to pick your moments. It's no good trying to talk to them about something serious in the middle of of the cup final. How do they treat you? Do you feel respected? Do you feel seen and validated? My second key is that you share the same values in life. That doesn't mean you have to agree on everything. Indeed, things work well when couples can enjoy a lively debate and hold their corner where both parties respect each other's opinion and can agree to differ. But at the deepest level, couples need to know that you share similar values, particularly around fidelity, trust, love, money, sex and bringing up the children. Have you and your partner talked about your core values and why they're important to you? It's really helpful to consider these individually and having created your individual list to put them into priority order. Then compare your lists. They may have differences and that's fine. It's in the discussion around what you value and why that is so important to you that you really discover how closely compatible you are. Once you've identified the values, it's really useful to help your partner understand how you experience theirs. I feel loved when you. It makes me feel when you. An honest and open discussion about what makes you feel loved and valued and where things don't work for you in an even voice at a time when you're having a calm, loving conversation is so much more helpful than trying to share your distress in a crisis when things get heated and you're likely to handle things negatively. The third is that you love one another unconditionally. Many people offer and withdraw their love on a barter system. If you do this for me, and in that way, then I'll love you. Of course, it's often more subtle than that, but the underlying message is the same. Many people use attention or sex as the thing that they barter. When people get together, many of them believe that they'll be able to change the things which irritate them in their partner once they're together. I have to say that's the kiss of death to creating a loving, interdependent relationship. Unconditional means that you love all of them. Of course, it doesn't mean you have to like all their behaviours, but that you love them no matter what. It's useful to remember the only person you have total power over is yourself you are your responsibility it's your responsibility for your emotional well-being it's not their responsibility to make you happy interestingly if you change the way you approach things it often has an impact on other people's behavior if you want to change a behavior in your partner it's far better to praise and reward the behaviors you want to see more of rather than nag and criticise the ones you don't. Number four for me is that you communicate effectively and often. I think it's helpful to remember that we have two ears and one mouth for a very good reason. If you listen twice as hard and as often as you talk it'll help enormously. Active listening requires your full attention not only to hear the words but to appreciate what's going on behind those words. Whilst people might use the same words, they often mean different things. Imagine one person is speaking apples and the other bananas. They're both talking the language of fruit, yet they appear very different. Successful couples share, create a third shared language, which is based on mutual understanding understanding how one's perspective actually changes the reality you experience is really helpful here particularly when you couple it with the capacity to consider that motive isn't always what you assume most people don't deliberately hurt others the hurts unintentional they're simply too busy dealing with their own stuff to realize that in the process that the other person is upset it's also useful to remember that it's overrated being right all the time. Learn to agree to differ and to actually respect each other's opinions. Number five for me is that the most successful couples that I've ever met are great friends. They treat one another as you would a valued friend. There's a shared experience which is built up over time. When things are going well they enjoy each other's company. They have shared interests and some individual interests too. There's a real honesty and a shared trust which is rock solid. When something goes wrong in life, they offer support and comfort. They can weather the inevitable storms because they like one another. If there's a disagreement, it's aired, lessons learned, and they move on. They're generous with praise, forgiving, and ready to trust and show their vulnerability. So, I suggest you create a list of things that you think make a great best friend. Think of the attributes and behaviours you'd expect from your best friend. Consider as wide a range of situations as possible and make your list as comprehensive as you can. Think about the way you behave when you're with your partner. How well do you measure up to your best friend list and how well do they? This is a useful exercise to do individually, but it's an even greater activity if you follow that up by doing a shared activity with your partner. My number six is that couples who laugh a lot together, who are playful and have fun, do really well. Laughing is an incredibly powerful way of bonding, when both parties are laughing with one another rather than at someone's expense of course. It's so easy to lose those precious moments, especially with the pressures of work, managing the children, the house and the expectations from the extended family. Creating opportunities to be together on your own may need some creativity and a great deal of determination, but they're well worth it. Every relationship requires nurturing if it's to thrive and being aware of the need to cherish one another is vital. Affection and intimacy are an important part of a loving relationship. And just don't wait for the bedroom. You can be intimate by the way in which you look at someone, by the words that you use, with a gesture or a touch. What should you do if your relationship feels as if it's missing any of these key ingredients? There are lots of options, but all of them will require some action from you. If you do nothing, nothing will change. It is your choice. It's entirely possible to change things for the better. If you want to improve and strengthen your existing relationship, that is entirely possible and getting some help can make things easier. A great relationship requires a significant emotional investment, but it is so worth the effort. You've just been listening to another great Genuinely You podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Genuinely You is a culmination of Gina's work spanning over 30 years of helping people learn what makes them feel happy and truly fulfilled and how to achieve it. Please visit genuinely-you.com today to find out more.